Requiem of the Outcast. Episode 32. Supplemental. Hey, you. Yeah, you. We know you're out there. Rejects from society. Artists. Writers. Poets. Filmmakers. Get off the couch. Make something. The world is waiting to hear your voice. And so are we. We are the Requiem of the Outcast. Are you an outcast? Hello, everyone. I'm Podcasting's Rich Sigfret. Now, I'm sure many of you have been asking, where has the latest episode of Roto been? Or not the latest episode, but part two of episode 32. You remember our four-year anniversary in season two premiere? Well, there's two reasons. The first reason is that my laptop, where I do almost all of my audio editing, well, it kind of went out of commission. And here's what happened. My three-year-old decided to marinate it in some orange juice. Now, surprisingly, orange juice, motherboards don't work so well. I mean, I figured that, you know, your little calcium might keep the viruses away and whatnot, but it didn't work like that. Who knew? And to think I used to do internet tech support for two years. Anyway, um, without the laptop, uh, a lot of my audio files are, are missing, uh, as well as, you know, all of episode 32 part two. So unfortunately, that wasn't able to go out. So what I'm doing is I'm actually sitting down and recording unedited for the first time on my iRiver. Yes, this is the IFP 895, the very same model that Mer Lafferty and many of, many of the other juggernauts of podcasting use. Now, the reason why people use the, this particular model is because it's got a line in which a microphone, self-powered condenser mic, fits in perfectly. Now... This is a, a, an extreme test for me, folks. I've never done any one of these unedited before. This is a, a huge leap for me. And you guys will actually be able to hear me not as well as I normally sound. I normally edit the crap out of episodes, which typically is the reason why they take a month to get out. Which also means why most of the humor is finally crafted and brought to you straight from the vineyards in Swansboro, North Carolina. Which, of course, most people know, especially if you're a fan of Mr. Adventure, that I love to let those things just age forever. That's why stuff doesn't come out. But anyway, in the interest of ratings while I'm doing this, uh, I wanted to just interject here in the interest of ratings. I I really felt like uh, there was a, a, a personal thing that I want to get out. A lot of you know what Michael Richards did. Michael Richards, of course, a Kramer, Seinfeld fame. Um he said a lot of very racist, horrible things uh, at, a, at a show recently uh, from some hecklers. And surprisingly enough, people thought that this would tank the the re- brand new release of the latest season of, or one of the last seasons of, of Seinfeld on DVD. But it actually ended up uh, going about 137% better in sales. And actually the previous episodes had a huge surge in, in, in purchases. And so in the interest of increasing our ratings, I want to tell you my personal opinions of Alaskan native pygmies. (laughs) 
I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't have said all that, but again, in the interest of ratings. I mean, hey, it worked for Seinfeld, right? Because nobody remembered them. But now that I feel that I've been able to open up to you in the interest of, of sharing personal things, like I just shared my personal feelings of the Alaskan Native Pygmies, um, one of the other reasons why uh, an episode hasn't come out, honestly, is, and I, I've never really gotten into a whole lot of personal stuff on the show, uh, even though you know been doing it for four years. Um, never really got much into uh, my personal life, but uh, one of the, this kind of directly impacts the show. Um, for those of you who don't know, I was married for seven years. Uh, I was with uh, my soon-to-be ex-wife for eight years, and she ended up basically leaving me and the kids. Now, this isn't a sob story. Don't be like, oh, Rich, boo-hoo. You know, I mean, <laughs> unless you're hot and single, <laughs> you know my number and my email and my MySpace. But, no, this is just to let you know that, obviously, priorities shift. Um, I'm, you know, sole parent for uh, three great kids, uh, all under the age of six. Being the the sole provider of these guys has obviously um, kind of had to adjust some of the the amounts of work on things that I can do. Now, m- granted, most of the projects it doesn't matter because I haven't worked on them in a while. But you know, uh, that I, I do plan on releasing uh, Recommend the Outcast as regularly as possible. Same with the. Uh, with the mini cast, the upcoming Cinema Freaks, uh, Convince Me, uh, Halo Hardwired. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, just go to outcastmultimedia.com. You can see all the stuff that I'm working on. But I just wanted to let you know something that's kind of uh, that's going on in my life. And I know all the outcasts out there, you guys are hugely supportive. You guys have been there through a lot. And um, rally behind and, and, and hold a brother up. You know, and for that, guys, I appreciate it because honestly, one of the greatest distractions that I have throughout all the problems has been Requiem the Outcast. Because quite a few uh, months ago, I found out that, you know, Kelly was being unfaithful and all this stuff. And, you know, it, that was a big hit to me. That's why, there for a while, we didn't have any roto. But it was just kind of getting back into producing a show is what really helped me get past that because I was of the mind of, hey, let's try to fix everything, let's try to move on, let's try to, you know, uh, get get the family back together, get the get the marriage going, and unfortunately it didn't work. She was constantly sabotaging and didn't want anything to do with it. So, it turns out she had been cheating basically the entire length of the marriage. So, guys, I want to throw this out to you, and to the ladies, because I know we've got a lot of married couples that are out there, as well as some uh, dating couples. Guys, keep the flow of communication open. I was always open to the communication, and she wasn't. So if you can take anything from this horrible experience that I'm, I'm going through right now, it's to make sure that you communicate with your loved one, communicate with your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, because with communication and love, it can beat anything. I'm telling you that. But you got to make sure you guys are both on the same page in that, because that can overcome anything. Now, guys, that was that's about... That's about the most open. Uh, <laughs> that's the most open I've been on the show. So uh, I'm feeling kind of vulnerable right now. Um, not really. <laughs> I've gotten over it. Uh, you know, I realized that what kind of a person would abandon their kids for their latest boyfriend? Not even the kids weren't even a factor for her. So you know what? What am I out? A whole lot of nothing. So guess what, guys? The show 
is going on. Now, is that enough of that garbage? Get on with it! So, uh, we're going to actually be uh, breaking in some, with some new stuff uh, with the, the next season of Recommend the Outcast. Upcoming major news. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it uh, when we come back with uh, our next uh, or- next original show. Original show. With our next uh, original monthly recording of the show, which is not going to be part two, but it probably episode 33. Um, actually, it would be episode 34, I suppose, because this is going to be going out anyway. So we're going to have, we're going to start pl- trying to cover, uh, at least one independent cool song that's out there because we've always done these independent reviews, uh, films, websites, books, stuff like that. But now we need to start covering some of the other things. Music. Although there's a lot of great podcasts out there that cover them. Podcasts like Random Signal by Jason Adams is a tremendous one. Uh, you can find that at uh, randomsignal.com. Uh, there's a lot of other shows like uh, Voice of Free Planet X, available at planetx.libson.com, and I believe planetx.com also. But Jared throws in a song uh, that's pod safe at the end. Great stuff. But that was an avenue that we didn't really cover. And I want to try to find some of the really cool, funny ones. Uh, we're probably going to be hitting some of the Brobdingnagian bards, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of... Uh, Maybe a little bit of Jonathan Colton, you know, just stuff that I know that you guys are going to enjoy that you may not have heard of before. Although probably not too much Jonathan Colton. After all, I think just about every podcast plays Jonathan Colton. Well, he's that damn good, though. Anyway, we're also going to be having the first ever actual prize-giving contest on Requiem of the Outcast. Now, again, that's something that we're going to cover more with the rules and everything. But let me just say that we're going to be giving away copies of the game that we'll be playing. And, uh, the games that you guys will be playing, a home version, if you will, as well as, dare I say, cash prizes. I should not say cash prizes because they're not cash prizes. They're actually gift certificates from the wonderful guys over at geeklabelding.com. They have a really kick-ass podcast. You should check it out. Now, I want to cover, quickly, a podcast that I found. This was uh, actually really well-timed. Uh, while all this garbage was going on with Kelly, there were two things that I found that were forms of therapy. I'll get to the second one in just a moment. The first one was a podcast called Hey Josh. It's ad- it's advice with an attitude. Uh, this guy, Josh Shipp, uh, he's a motivational speaker. He's a young guy. Uh, motivational speaker speaks to you know, thousands of teens uh, every month. With this show, which of course is called Hey Josh. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, read what he put on his website because let's face it, nobody talks about their podcast better than them. Produced weekly, Hey Josh with Josh Ship is a three minute advice video podcast for teenagers. Each week, Josh gives advice to two viewers who submit their issue or problem anonymously online. Josh Shipp is an internationally known speaker for school assemblies, youth conferences, colleges, and educational events. He is celebrating over seven years of entertaining, inspiring, and empowering audiences worldwide, and he's still in his early 20s. His message is simple, yet powerful, entertaining, yet challenging. He has spoken to over one million people, hosted a reality TV show, and has shared the stage with Bill Cosby. Hey, it's Bill Cosby! Everybody loves Bill Cosby, Rudy, Theo. Josh has the ability to connect on a rare level, to inspire, 
motivate, and get young people to think about their lives. Abandoned, neglected, and abused as a child, Josh's personal story of triumph over tragedy inspires youth to overcome life's struggles and to live life to the fullest. Guys, speaking as somebody who is coming from uh, a tough time, when I stumbled across this podcast, it he, he's basically able to really kind of cut the bull with things. He's able to take a look at the problem that, like I said, is, is submitted anonymously, and he's able to give you flat out a straight answer because he's a very disconnected person from your situation. And when you're on the outside, you always have a better view of what's on the inside. And I tell you, he's good. If you get the chance, please check it out. His main site is Josh Ship. That's J O S H S H I P P dot com. Or you can visit his podcast at HeyJosh.tv. Advice with an attitude. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm currently sitting in my son's bedroom while I'm recording this as my kids are watching cartoons and eating their Happy Meals. I'm going to be putting an interview in just a moment, but I don't know which interview it will be. But I'm sure whichever one it is, it'll be highly entertaining and extremely educational, just as you expect from Requiem of the Outcast. Get your geek on in a geek label t-shirt. Shirts for gamers, geeks, and tech heads. If you like games, movies, computers, or comics, we've got your new t-shirt waiting for you. Let Geek Label change your life. You can go from... Oh, hell no. To... Oh, hell yeah. In the blink of a t-shirt. And the best part, every design is available in all kinds of silky smooth colors and shirt styles. Short and long sleeve tees. And for the ladies, Ooh. ringers, raglans, ladies tees, even spaghetti strap tees. Feel fly, walk tall, be irresistible to the opposite sex. Died, even we can't do all that. Hundreds of designs and they're all off the hook, yo. You pick the style, you pick the color, we do the rest. Because that's how we roll. Get your geek on at Geek Label. That's one word, geeklabel.com. Hey, everybody. It's Rich. I'm at RavenCon right now in Virginia, uh, rainy Virginia. And right now I'm with the guys from Geek Label Clothing. Go ahead and introduce yourselves and say a little bit about what you do. Cool. I'm Jay Lynn. I'm president of Geek Label. I do most of the artwork and the production for the shirts that we make. Uh, I'm John Stollard. They call me the uh, idea monkey or joke monkey. I have absolutely no technical skills, so uh, these guys handle all of that. They just call me in the middle of the night and say, quick, write something funny, and I try. And begin. Go now. Go now. (laughs) Be funny. Go. go. This is why we don't go on the road as often as we should, because I'm not good under pressure. I'm sorry. Come back to me. I'll think of something. I'll get a knock-knock joke. Just give me five minutes. My name is Jordan Wiley, and uh, I do all the uh, technical work, including developing and maintaining the website and uh, kind of letting them know exactly how much money we can spend each month, which is usually somewhere between bus fare and about $40. Fantastic. Now, how much do you guys normally, uh, how, how, well, how good is business at conventions such as RavenCon or some of the other ones that you guys go to? Um, the, the larger cons, last year we tried out uh, Gen Con, and that was a very big success for us. Uh, smaller cons like RavenCon, we're as concerned about getting our brand out in front of people, and we'll see residual sales 
for two or three weeks after the con. Uh, oftentimes people will take a card or a catalog and then go home when they can browse all of the 300 and some odd designs that we have at home and not sitting here at a con. So so we look at it more of a long-term thing, but uh, we're real pleased with it. We, we, we like to think that we're in the business of developing fans rather than customers. So it's, it helps to be here developing the relationships and... Uh, letting people meet us and see what we have and then you know the sales come in after we're pleased with it and in spite of our initial ideas when we started the company we were hoping that making shirts for geeks would prove to be a chick magnet kind of event not so much really yeah that's that's kind of a surprise strangely exactly strangely when we explain to women what we do they're more repelled than they were uh, to begin with which is which is saying something really now, you mentioned that people oftentimes take your business card and go home and view their products. Where would they go to view all of the products that you have? Geeklabel.com. Over 300 designs. If you did the math with all the different shirt styles, women's styles, ink colors, it's like half a million different color style combinations that you could do, which is why we don't do them at the con. <laughs> they have to order them, and they get them. Everything's made to order, so they get them about a week later, week to two weeks. We take them back and produce them. Now, I noticed you guys actually have uh, quite a few different genres of shirts, not only with uh, RPG shirts, you also have tech, you have comic, video games. What would you say the most successful genre of shirts normally are, both at a convention and online? RPG, I would say. Probably because you track the stuff, Jordan. I would say RPG shirts by far are our biggest selling line, but then most of the conventions that we go to focus on the RPG market. Comic book shirts are also very popular. When we do Heroes Con in Charlotte, we do a lot more comics-related shirts. But then equally popular have been some of the more uh, general geek shirts, and we do some pop culture and movie and TV references that have done well at times with various customers online. So it's pretty pretty uh, diverse, pretty widespread uh, interest. So. We uh, kind of try to target specific niches within the geek area, but uh, we try to keep it broad enough that pretty much anyone who would consider themselves a geek of some sort can, uh, can find a shirt that, that makes them laugh or, you know, that uh, interests them. And that is male and female, correct? Oh, sure. I mean, one of the things that we do and do well, I think, is that we, we do cater to the female gamer, which is a, a growing group it has been for years and an overlooked group for a long time in fact one of the things we started when we started the company and started going to cons we started to have lady gamers come up to us and say hey what's the deal why don't you have shirts aimed for us why don't you have shirts that come in more than two colors and that kind of thing you know because black t-shirts with white ink i'm sorry they look great but we're tired of looking at them uh so yeah we've got ladies tees the spaghetti strap and the and the ringer tees there's four or five different styles just for ladies we have designs that are specifically for lady gamers or or for widows as we go the comic widows rpg widows you got those too you got those too now also i can look around and you mentioned that you don't just have the standard black shirt white text you guys have quite a few multicolored images, also about every kind of font that you you can imagine. These are not your normal convention shirts. These are actually high quality shirts. And I got to say, these look fantastic. Now, which would for each of you gentlemen, which is your favorite shirt? Oh, mine. That one, the ha- the uh, the spoof on the NBA logo, the Halfling Basketball Association. By far, my favorite. I have two of them that I wear myself. Now, I'm a noob. Where does that come from? It's it's uh it's uh, 
from? I can't remember the basketball player's name, but the NBA logo is based on a guy basically in that pose. So we took it and put a halfling in the same pose, filling up about half the height that a ball player would play. So, so essentially, this is a. It's a, a parody. Well, this is an original creation, though. Oh, absolutely. The artwork is. I don't know. The NBA might differ. So, I don't know. Well, rather, you guys don't just take just pop culture phrases or anything like that. You guys actually create your own shirts sometimes also, correct? Oh, sure. Yeah, everything we do is original if we can help it. John really should give himself a little more credit because he is a very talented artist, and he's done a lot of line drawings and, and artwork that we've been using on the shirts. So, you know, he comes up with some great ideas, some really witty sayings, but then he also does really top-quality artwork, which Jay then digitizes and turns into uh, into the, the images that we use on the shirts. As far as a favorite shirt, I always say my baby is the hung like an orc shirt, which I thought for <laughs> sure when we designed this thing, that's where I was going to buy my Bentley because we were going to sell just stupid numbers of these shirts. I have not been pleased with the... Uh, I don't know why every kid on every block isn't wearing a hung like an orc shirt because I love it, but <clears throat> my gosh. Have you ever different. thought that maybe orcs aren't hung that well? You know, it never occurred to me that there could actually be some uh, some penile size issues there. I don't know. Maybe people are a little, they're ashamed to admit something like that, so they'd really rather not get a shirt that proudly proclaims that they are, in fact, hung like an orc. Well, the hung like a halfling shirt was a second idea. We've not gone through with it yet, partly because I've only sold a few of the orc shirts. But, yeah, I think hung like a halfling is funnier than hell, too. But they do have very big feet. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Well, that's a tough one. I have to say, though, that personally, my favorite shirt uh, that we produce is the, the one that says, if it's not dwarven, it's crap. Absolutely. So that's a very popular seller. Um, and, of course, it has to always be said in a Scottish accent because all dwarves are Scottish, as everyone knows. <laughs> we don't know why, but they <laughs> seem not sure to be. why, but they always seem to they be. Are. And uh, that's been a really popular one. Uh, sold a ton of those at Gen Con, and, and I think it's just really witty. Well, fantastic, guys. Uh, please plug your websites, both the production company and the shirts. www.geeklabel.com. What are we doing here? That's our website. Anything you want to plug? Oh, anything I want to plug. Uh, Aside from, like, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, no. All right. Is she legal yet? <laughs> she is, yeah, but she's like, she's like, you know, cocaine skinny Kate Moss skank this big around now. Hey, some guys dig the crypt. Some guys dig that, but no, the, the Lindsay Lohan, the 14-year-old Lindsay, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. Let me just say that an earlier Lindsay Lohan model was, was preferable. Not legal. The underage but one, yeah, I can understand. I wasn't going to say that, but we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. No, and, just, and of course, on your name tag, you are named The Vicar. They do call me the Vicar Chick Stormtroopers. You don't see that every day, and that just rocks. Um, sorry. Oh, yeah. It's like being live. They call me the... Uh, those are our names. This is the Kingfish, the Vicar, and Code Poet. That's... All geeks need code names, and, and those are ours. Yeah, I'll just repeat, geeklabel.com. Uh, we also have we have a line of children's clothing, totlabel.com, which is totally unrelated, and with a lot of the stuff we don't even want crossover because we don't want soccer moms. We do not want soccer moms to accidentally cross over to the dark side. Well, we do, but that's a different issue. Right. Well, fantastic, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. This is the Kingfish. Along with the Vicar and Super Geek Billy from the Geek Label Podcast. Sure, there are other geekish podcasts out there. But really, who are we kidding? Do you want your geek news? Do you want your thoughts shared across the globe? 
Looks like you've got mail waiting. Do you want a chance to win amazingly cool t-shirts? Well, the game is afoot. News, information, prizes. We'll bribe you if we have to. A look at any and everything from hardcore geek to stealth geek. And if you're not careful, you may learn something before it's done. Don't believe me? Then check out this completely random man-on-the-street testimonial. Hi, this is George Takei. I love listening to the Geek Label Podcast, and you will too. Get your geek on with the Geek Label Podcast. Another quality product from GeekLabel.com. And we're back without the eye scratch this time for all of you old school listeners. Now, <laughs> now I did mention earlier that one of the other forms of therapy that I've been going through right now is actually a, a couple guest spots. One of those guest spots was on Voice of Free Planet X, Jared Axelrod's wonderful podcast. And I think I may have actually brought him about two or three more listeners. Now, in case you were wondering, in between uh, this episode and episode uh, 32, part one, season two premiere, that there were two files out in the feed, one of them being Voice of Free Planet X, where I read the story about Captain Shakespeare, who Jared will actually be ending up writing more stories, which I'm really excited about, because I had a lot of fun with that character, and uh, he said that he'd bring me back for that, which is an absolute thrill, because as I've always said, podcasters love hearing their voice on other people's podcasts. And in keeping in that spirit, there was also another story that I was able to read that was probably the most therapeutic thing that I've done over the past uh, month, and that was recording a story, finally, for Escape Pod. Now, Escape Pod is a, is a show I've been a fan of, and Steve Ely is a great guy, a guy I personally have been a fan of uh, for about a year when I first met him at uh, Podcaster Con in, in Raleigh at Duke uh, last January. And I've been asking him, like, Steve, buddy, I would love to read a story, because he was a fan of Mr. Adventure. And uh, in a skit that I did, that uh, premiered on uh, on Dragon Page. And so he's like, yeah, 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 no problem. I'll make sure to send it to you. I wait quite a few months until Balticon rolls around. I'm like, hey, Steve, man, hey, hey, buddy, how you doing? Yeah, I'd really love to record for, uh, for Escape Pod. It's like, yeah, you know what, Rich, that's a great idea. I'd love to send you something. I'm like, all right, cool. A few months later, Q Dragon Con, September. Hey, Steve, you know that podcast you do? Yeah, I want to be on it. Send me a story, all right, pal? And he looked at me and he said, you know, Rich, go screw yourself. I don't like it when you do your impression of me, because it's not accurate at all. And I said, you know what, Steve, you're right. So I'm going to stop doing it. it. Oh, wait, I guess I haven't stopped doing it. Anyway, Steve really doesn't sound like that, guys. He does sound like that when he does Lancelot Biggs, but that was, that was Lancelot Biggs. That was a character that wasn't really him. It's tough to really distinguish people from their podcast personalities. 
Anyway, so with uh, with seeing Steve at Dragon Con, I finally was like, "Come on, Steve, buddy, dude, you got homie. Come on, man. Come on, Pushka, Chum, Palo, mine. You got to send me something. I really want to do it." And um, and he finally did. Now, the story that he sent me kind of blew me away because you know I was I was the first time on a show, and I, you know I'm not that big in the potosphere. And so, uh, you know, I mean, I roll with the juggernauts of podcasting, but I don't know if I'd consider myself a juggernaut in and of itself. Although I know you do, Sarah, and I, I appreciate that and I love you for it. But guys, I, he sent me the story and it was a, it was part four in a series. I'm thinking, oh, a series that, that could be kind of cool. You know, maybe there's a few people that remember the other stories. It's the most downloaded and popular series he's done. Okay, so I get it, and you know, I look at the the, the first uh, the first reader, and I'm like, oh wow, he did a great job. And then the second reader, I, I I didn't recognize recognize that guy's name sadly, but then I saw the second reader, and I'm like, oh my god, it's Scott Sigler. Oh no, Scott Sigler, he's kind of intense. There's no way I can follow him. But I'm like, okay, wait, well, there's there's this is the fourth this is the fourth chapter. Okay, there's there there's a buffer person. There's a buffer person. Everything will be fine. The buffer person was Mer Lafferty. Now, Mer Lafferty, she's one of those podcasters that likes to measure her listeners with commas. And that scares me. Because that means a lot of people were listening. Now, the problem with that is, is that, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have, I have full confidence in myself, but to a certain degree, because I mean, I do the Mr. Adventure stuff. Yes, I've won awards for acting for comedic stuff and, and I think I got a support, uh, an award for a supportive actor in a supporting actor in, in a serious drama, but this was a major stretch and it already had a legacy. So I'm thinking, oh great, what the hell am I going to do? It's Mer frickin' Lafferty I'm following. Not just Scott Sigler, but Scott Sigler and then Mer frickin' Lafferty. The podcasting juggernaut, bitch. You know, Mer, you really got to put out that audio from your birthday party. Anyway, so. I get the story and I read through it and I'm like, okay, well maybe I'll be lucky and, and the story will suck. And then I can just blame it on the story for su- if I suck. And I read the story and all of a sudden I realized, oh crap, it's really good. And then what's worse is that as I was reading it, I got really a lot of adrenaline from it because it's a really exciting story and it's a very intense story. And by the time I'm done, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, my foot's still twitching. I'm just, just too keyed up. I'm like, oh crap. So, this stuff happens with Kelly, and all of a sudden I realize, wait a second, I think I can dig deep and pull out some of this emotion. So what I did was I sat down and I recorded it. I was really proud of myself when I recorded it, and I sent it off to Steve. And then Steve emails me and says, you know, Rich, you did a really good job. The only problem is you did it too fast. More of a narrative needs to be a lot slower. And I'm like, I don't think I can pull that kind of emotion again, man. I mean, I, that was I, I bled for that. I sweated for that. I cried for it. I, I got nothing left. He's like, well, I'll see what I can do with this, but I, I'd really like it if you could do it again. Shit. Sure, Steve, I can do that for you. No problem. So I sat back down a few days later. 
and I sat down to record, and I realized that I was able to bring back all of those emotions again. It wasn't as good, but it was still pretty good, and I recorded it and released it, or, or sent it to Steve, and he edited it and released it, and so far the reviews have been good. It's the fourth story in the Union Dues series, and it's called Clean Up in Aisle 5. Please, if you have not had a chance to listen to it, listen to it. I'm very proud of it and Captain Shakespeare. They've all been in the Requiem of the Outcast feed. I always get permission to make sure I can dump it in there. And don't worry, those are actually from their servers, so they get to see how many downloads they get. So Podcaster is the only way that we can really judge, because a lot of people don't give feedback. But the only way that we can really get uh, to know whether or not people are, are, are listening is, or at least downloading, is by their complete downloads. So if you can, please give those a listen. Let me know what you think, and make sure that you let the creators know what you thought of their story and, of course, the editors, how it sounded. Well, guys, that concludes this uh, thrown-together episode. Thank you very much for uh, staying tuned to this unedited episode. Uh, it's been a stretch. I can't say that I do many more of these, but uh, who knows? I think that if I can sit down and actually do these, I think maybe we'll have more content out but guys, we've got lots of funny coming up from uh, Requiem of the Outcast. We've got lots of stuff from Outcast Multimedia coming out. And you know what, folks? I just want to say it's been four long years. It's been a lot of episodes. And I want you to know that everybody out there who's listened, who has downloaded an episode, who has told somebody else about it, thank you. I love you guys. You outcasts. You outcasts are like family to me. And that's something that's really helped me get through a tough time. Guys, thank you so very much. And after this is over, listen to a very special message from podcasters everywhere. Guys, see you on the dark side. Hello, I'm Podcasting's Rich Sigfret. I've been creating content online for four years now, and I've noticed a terrible affliction tearing through the podcasting scene. Many of us make no money doing this, so we are forced to nourish ourselves with your feedback. But too many podcasters find themselves logging off hungry with no food in their coffers. The bitter taste of negative or no feedback can find many casters left with no purpose, no desire. The only thing left to do is to pod fade. But there is another way. For the low price of a cup of air, you can leave a comment on their site or a review in iTunes. Please, take the time to leave some feedback. And a struggling podcaster like Steve Ely from Escape Pod. Hi. Or Christiana Ellis from Nina Kimberly. Hi. Will have the will to push record and then release that show. Please. For their sake, think of the podcasters.